G'day, Tigers. Welcome back to the Offensive Board, the podcast where we banter and basketball. You are joined once again by Jake DK Bocco. Call me Jake Bocco, whatever you like. Call me Dickhead, I don't really mind at this point. I'm joined once more by my co-host and co-lead, Luke Gertz the Goat. How are you, son? Are you there? Fucking fantastic, brother. How are you going? I'm swell, and I did not introduce us as the dirty duo this time because guess what? After much, much fandom hype, I would say. (laughs) Much love. He is back once again. We have Nick Fell on the line. He's joined the No Nonsense Nick. How are you there? You there, son? I'm there. I'm there. I like that one. Do you like that one? No Nonsense Nick. That was good. I am No Nonsense. We've got to think of a, not only a nickname for Nick, but we've got to think of a, <laughs> a nickname for Nick. We've got to think of, uh, like, we've got the Dirty Double. What's our uh, trio going to be? What are we going to be calling Ooh. here? Triumphant Trio? No, that's too, too glory shaming. Mainstream. We've got to think into something. It has to be with T. <laughs> oh, yeah, I thought of a really there. disgusting one. Bring it. The Thirsty Three. Drop <laughs> <Love> it! <laughs> Thirsty three. Let's do it. <laughs> Don't need to read into any connotations with that. A thirsty three. We love it. <laughs> All right, boys. Water. No nonsense. I got me soda. Hey. <laughs> All righty, boys. The playoffs are well on the way and we are very excited, very keen. Well, two of us are anyway, because two of our teams are in it. Ooh. And how are you guys feeling? I'm very confident after going 2 nothing up today. Yeah, that's a good start for you. And don't oh, <laughs> worry start. about Boston. That's expected. But Nick, you little Portland boys with a little bit of... Uh, yeah, so game one, we got the upset over the Lakers, uh, despite LeBron's historic 23-17-16. So I'm feeling kind of bullish about our chances that's now. Kind of. You posted a video of the broom. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the You're calling it. Check out You're our socials. It. You're sweeping... <laughs> For people to go to the left because you're that confident you're making the play, you're making finals now. A little bullish. <laughs> a little bullish. A little bullish. Look, let's see how game two rolls out. You know, champions respond, so that's that's something. But uh, <laughs> look, if, if we win tomorrow, I'd, I'd be feeling real confident about our chances. Mate, I'm I'm Celtics are two nothing up, and I'm I've still kept the broom in the closet. <laughs> <laughs> I've got mine out. I did some cleaning. I went to the house. I didn't need to watch the NBA. <clears throat> no, I have. I like this part. We're going to really diving into the playoffs. We're going to break down every single series because the funny thing about our pod, we start on a Thursday, so we're a bit we're a few days behind. But we'll catch up. We'll get up to it. But we'll no, catch. let's let's be real though. Uh, but basketball's every day, so we could still be in front. Absolutely. But we are in front of the NBA draft, the draft lottery, which is coming out tomorrow, which is when I'm getting excited. So we'll talk about that towards the end. And I'm sure we'll sprinkle some... Yeah, exactly. We are getting picked one. (laughs) I'm hyping up. I'm calling it. I can't don't get a broom out or anything, but I'll be very excited. <laughs> get a get a broom out to get pick one. <laughs> We're gonna sweep you for pick one. Fuck off. Sweep Colts. We've got D'Angelo Russell, the Iceman, representing the Minnesota Timberwolves at the lottery. But just if he Good. goes and rocks up with a broom, and with the fourteenth pick, he's like, "No, nah, don't worry about that." Here we go. Sweeping all the sweeping the ping just, pong balls. Just quickly, quickly speaking of D'Lo, there's been a lot of our. Uh, reports that he is very keen on next season. He's already watching so much footage and working out where he can get he better, what he can do. And of course like, he is. How, they all are. Like, but like, 
no, but like even it's come out with Tim Wolves, like what he's been doing is just next level. Like he's already, because obviously we all know Tim Wolves suck at defending. Hey, is that the only thing they suck at? <laughs> That's quite accurate. Um, we, weren't, so we weren't last. We will not last. Atlanta was last. We were second last. Golf club. Golf club. Golf club. club. Yeah. Not bad. Not bad. Um, so, yeah. So, he's been trying to work out ways to make Timbles better at defending. Don't get me hyped up in Timbles. We don't need to listen about that. And plus, they're not really relevant right now because we're talking about the playoffs that are happening currently. If you check out our socials, we did do... I get to know a little thing about us all, uh, the three of us. The, sorry, the thirsty three. The thirsty hey. three, there we go. Hey. Uh, and we predicted our brackets as well and just talked a bit about us. So let's talk about, let's break down each of these sort of brackets. And where should we start? Should we start with the Eastern we should, side or the Western side? Yeah, let's, let's start with the East because the East is more boring. I reckon we start with, you know. <laughs> yeah, right, we'll, we'll, start, we'll start with the East. It's pretty boring. We'll it's going to... Because and, there's two really boring series, yeah. in my opinion, and that's where I think is a really good place to start. Um, yeah, coming coming out of the first the round, then it will get exciting. Yeah, okay, like we'll dead see. last, the most boring series, a series I haven't even had a look at is Toronto Brooklyn. Yeah, no, I watched <laughs> the last like ten seconds of it because it was on a highlight reel, and um, just what Brooklyn dished up was just horrendous. They had a simple pass, and the dude fumbled it and made a backcourt. It was a backcourt violation from a turnover at the three-point line. <laughs> he fumbled it that bad, it rolled to the half court. The thing was, after, what, after watching them play us in the final bubble game, I actually, you know... It's that bad. I saw an update on my sports app, Joe Harris leaves bubble for non-medical reason. That makes me think he's already left. He's over <laughs> this shit. I'm out. He's <laughs> like, yeah, Kevin, what what the Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, they're all onto something. I'm staying at home. <laughs> so yeah they've just gone from bad to worse they've left it all on the court to try and beat um, uh, Lillard and his trailblazers and it didn't work so oh come on they've got a tough draw here they're playing against the defending champions Pascal Siak mm-hmm. that, that's got to be something right Fred Van Vliet apparently he's playing I haven't watched any of it either I'm, I'm not uh, up. I agree with you too wholeheartedly this series now you do I'm just looking at the bracket you had them winning two games Yes. We'll get to our prediction. This is looking like an embarrassing sweep. Yeah, this is looking like a pretty uh a pretty confidently uh predicted (laughs) sweep in my opinion. Uh but Luke, you also picked Brooklyn to win a game. Do you still think that's the case? Well, after that fumble, probably probably not. (laughs) Um They, the look, they still might. They, look, it's going to their home court advantage now. So let's see what they can do. <laughs> oh yeah, they're gonna get the All good locker files. room. Luke. They're gonna get the good. Yes, locker they're room. gonna get the good locker room. Yeah. <laughs> I would. I'm, I apologise wholeheartedly to Brooklyn Nets fans out there, but you're probably like the same. You're not even watching either. You're probably just keeping <laughs> for next season. You have been since Kevin Durant got injured. This year's a write-off. We'll wait. Yeah, don't worry about this year. We'll wait. We're still patient. Yeah. So, so we're rating this okay. series at the complete bottom. Yeah, uh, this is the bottom. lowest, lowest of lows. Yeah. <laughs> okay, there you go. That's the offensive board guarantee. Don't bother. Yeah, nah. Pass ne- it on. Right. Next well, I'm going to go into the next series we shouldn't bother about. Um, mm-hmm. Despite them winning the first game, I still think Orlando and Milwaukee is going to be a pretty, pretty big whitewash at this stage as well. Ooh, How dare so you think? You think the gentleman sweep magic not to win another one? Yeah, so it happened last year where Orlando came out game one against Toronto and, and they won the game off a of DJ Augustine 
three pointer. And, and this year they've come out, they've come oh. out one to get by twelve. They do have the Florida advantage, but I, I really don't think it's going to matter. I think or, Giannis. Or did they do it because in that first game last year, Kyle Lowry had zero points. Or that. <laughs> but, the, um, but, the, but that's like yeah. I think I think you're right. I I think it was just a ma- bit of magic. Um, pardon the pun. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you are not excused. That was beautiful. <laughs> oh, thank you, thank you. Um, I think, yeah, I think it was just a bit of magic, and yeah, I agree with Nick on this one, as you probably saw from nah, our predictions, because nah. everyone nah. looks at our Insta feed. Nah, fuck that. I think this series has everybody watching it. A lot of people have Milwaukee as their favourites here. I think people people watch it. I think people would watch it just to see if playoff Giannis rocks up. Now, speaking speaking of Giannis, depending on how far you show, will he leave? No. Um, He's a free agent after next year, isn't he? Yeah, he's got another year. We've got one more year, then he's a free agent. This, this fake news, this fake news of him leaving has ever has come out ever since he had his first dominant game. Everyone's like, "Oh, this kid was Look, from a low market franchise. Let's try and get him to a franchise that actually matters." No, 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 no. Screw that noise. He's never really outstated that he's interested in leaving. Yes, he wants to win championships, but he's just said that answer because everybody in the bloody NBA wants to win championships. But I there's do, no indication that he wants to leave. I do think. If they go nowhere, he's definitely going to shop. Everyone's going to shop for him anyway. Everyone's going to no, but he's 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 seriously going to consider leaving. And if a deal comes up that is better than Milwaukee, he's not just going to stay at Milwaukee. Just and Milwaukee are going to throw the everything they've got at him to stay. They've even got Aaron Rodgers for the Packers, saying he's going to be a part-time owner just to help fund this small little franchise known as Milwaukee. But you look at a lot of big name teams. Like I know Miami. I bought a jersey, a... damn it! I'm not losing. <laughs> I'm not losing Giannis. Sorry. I know Miami being a big name team, and they have the salary cap to fit him in after he's a free agent. So yeah. you just look at other teams in that situation where they have the cap room and are big names and have a chance. It's going to be interesting. I think he'll see if they don't move past and they can't win anything, then he's gone. I quietly uh, also think that, you know, Middleton's not the number two guy that's going to win you a title. I yeah. mean, I know it's very early crow to say something like this, you know, and, and one of my weaknesses is going the early crow, as, as my profile so delicately puts. But, uh, you know, mm. I don't think they're a chance to win the title anymore. I think I did actually predict them to win it, but um, I'm a lot more sceptical than I was. I'll, I'll have a look you at your one. Absolutely you, you absolutely did. Yes, yes, that one's you, isn't it? did, but uh, I'm a lot more sceptical. See, I, I don't know. This is, it is one game to put well, a, yeah, it's a what, yeah, It is one don't game. Don't worry about this. I will but, hype a little bit about Orlando here, though. We all kind of yeah. forgot about Nikola Vucevic, the past All-Star Centre. He just came out to play. Um, and with I a depleted do, Orlando as well. No Aaron Gordon, no John yeah. Isaac, of course, for the rest of the year and probably the next year as well. Yeah, so, so I, agree, I agree with Nick, though. I think to keep Giannis, and obviously it's going to be a big salary, to keep Giannis, they'll have $2. to sh- ship Middleton. No, he's not, he's not doing that. I don't think he's doing them favours. So I think they put their money to the wrong bloke. I think they should have put it towards Brogdon. 
I don't think so at all. I think you guys are a li- losing it a little here. We've had super teams for a while. I'm not saying super teams. I'm saying Brogdon would have been the better duo than Middleton and Giannis. Because the other thing about it, in my opinion, is Milwaukee have really struggled in the bubble. Um, and whether that's just, you know, the fact that they are the, the number one seed. Um, but you look at, you know, and we'll get to the Portland Lakers series later, but they both struggled in the bubble, being the Lakers and the Bucks, and they've both come out and lost game one. Mm. Yeah, they stumbled. So they are allowed to stumble. I, oh, look, I, in saying all this, I do believe Bucks is still making it out of the first round, absolutely. Oh, absolutely. I, you know, I think we're all agreeing but, that... Uh, it's still, it's still, it's, we'll say it's going to be interesting, but I do agree that I think they'll have to find a better suitor for Giannis than Middleton to keep uh, Giannis there in the future. Okay. Okay. So that's the, we'll rate that as the seventh. I, w- I was going to say, I actually really like this series. I'm very keen to keep watching it because there's already been an upset, a huge upset. And I've always been a fan of Orlando. I've had that my one night stand with them as a fandom. So I was like, I'm a little bit of a, and I've been, I've jumped on the bandwagon for Milwaukee as well. I kind of want this yeah. team to succeed. However, we've talked more about Giannis leaving than we have in the actual playoff series. So I can agree that this series might not be too exciting. So we'll move on to the next one, which I will say is probably six uh, or the second best in the East, which just doesn't really mean anything. And that <laughs> is Philly versus Boston. Am I correct? Yeah, I would kind of agree with that. Philly versus yeah, Boston. yeah. I I thought it would be more intense, but coming out and obviously I've watched both those games and seeing what Philly have produced. Um, obviously, without Ben Simmons is a big loss, but seeing what Embiid, I think he back to back thirty plus points. But um, again, today you had Horford and Tobias Harris combined for seventeen points. So <laughs> they cost him like fifty mil a year, and yeah, and they cost him like fifty mil a year, and they combined for seventeen points. So um, I was keen on it, and I was nervous about it. But seeing the past two games, especially today when Philly had that lead and then just basically blew it, um, yeah, I'm not calling a sweep. Philly, I still think will bounce back, but I don't think it's as exciting as what most would have anticipated it to be. Obviously, it's a decent rivalry there, but it's not looking it's enjoyable for me because obviously Celtics but for for other fans like NBA fans and other people who just want to watch a good game I'd probably not recommend this series right now he's not enthusiastic at all no not at all so yeah not for NBA fans looking for a ripper game to watch just not don't stress too much about it (laughs) (laughs) I'm loving it because I've been seeing JT JB so Jalen Brown Jason Tatum cooking um, and it's been great but yeah. What's your guys' thoughts? Uh, Nick, you start, son. Okay. Uh, look, I think the fact that you've got, you know, this, this star power in Philly, and, and admittingly, I haven't watched a whole lot of the series, but at some point or another, you, you just feel they've got to come out and respond. Um, mm. Whether that's a game, two games, you know, they, they stars like Embiid and Harris and veterans like Horford, they, they don't play poorly consistently. Like, I understand that Horford's had a pretty poor season, but Tobias Harris has been good in the bubble. Embiid is disputably the best centre in the NBA. You know, these, Look, these em- are the parts of the that won't get swept. Yeah. They will respond. Em- um, Embiid has been killing us. 
Simmons, Simmons out is huge, but, you know, they do have some good 3 and D sort of players. Um, I just think they lose a lot of their playmaking through that, and I think that's probably where they're suffering at the moment. Look, you're right. Embiid has been absolutely torching us. Obviously, we don't have that big um, bodied center to match him. But, like, again, like, you saw it again, like you had in game one, uh, Harris dropped 15 points and Horford dropped six. So that's back-to-back poor games. You had Richardson, who d- played well. But off the bench, they torched us. Alec Burke had 18. But then today, we just stopped that bench production from Philly and rolled them. So, what do you think? We'll Jake, see. I'm assuming you said. You cut out a little bit there. Uh, yeah, I think Philly, they've been behind the eight ball for this entire season. Everyone had them rated very, very high. I know when we, whenever we play 2K and simulated season, Philly seemed to always win. Bullshit. So it's Philly, they have all the capability to come out and surprise, and we're still waiting. They just keep putting themselves, well, they keep pushing their back behind the wall. And yeah, as you said, they've still they've got that star talent. And Joel Embiid, even though Luke and I aren't the biggest fans of Joel Embiid, we haven't been for a long time, uh, he will come out and have that game that will prove mm. us wrong. And he'll, like, maybe a 42 and 18. And then uh, he'll just bring his team to like over the line. And yeah, look, Philly will get up and about, especially since Daniel Tice is the only person defending him. The reason I don't like Embiid is because he's should be a dominating force in this NBA, and he should be putting thirty plus up a night. No one can stop him on the post. He's that big. He's too big for it, and he just he's he the doesn't perform. Yeah, he doesn't perform the way he should be, and that's why I don't like him. And his personality is a bit shitty. But we, we did this swim without Gordon Haywood as well. I know he's not a big out of swims is, but oh, yeah. I looked at it. Throughout the part, throughout the year, every time he's out, our offensive ratings and percentages have dropped. But on the plus side, our defensive ratings have gone up because we have a better record without Haywood. We're 14 and 6 without Haywood. You did also say, Luke, sorry, Nick, just quickly, before you said uh, this is a traditional rivalry between these two. They've, fought, they've uh, played each other many, many times in the playoff, but yes. it's actually, it's, I think it's four to five Boston's way all up. Not as in like they've only played five times. I'm saying like they've played a lot of times and 80% of the time, Boston beat them. Yeah. So it's, Philly, it's a bit of a, an antichrist or it's a bit of a, a, a curse, I could say. That's what yeah. Philly have to take on Boston. Well, so you have that. Yeah, it's going gonna, gonna to be good. If Philly loses in the first round, do they slash should they blow it up? I I feel like it's if they lose first round, it's no more trust. There's no trust in that process anymore. They've got to find a new one. Whether that's <laughs> trying to ship Simmons with his big contract, I don't know. Whether it's trying to flick Embiid, I don't know. But either one you ship, you will get a lot for him back. I I think it's too early by one season. I think they've got but one season. But it's not just one season. No, 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 no. I think with the how does this season has gone, they've had still had their fair share of injuries, which they always do. But this season has gone off the rails very quickly. It's unorthodox. Philly are dominant at home. They yeah, but it's, it's uh, I think one more year they can still surround instead of blowing up Ben Simmons, Joel and Bean and Tobias, their three biggest names. Just ship around like they've got. They've barely got a bench. 
they're, they're still needing to get a bench. I'm sure people would, would still wouldn't mind or take a gamble on Horford. And so you could get, get rid of maybe ship off Horford and Richardson for maybe just a bit of better bench role three and D players to surround Joel and Ben. Maybe. Well, I believe when you have that big of a dominant force, who can, obviously Embiid can shoot a three, but uh, he would lo- I'd love to continue to see him as a big dominant force like, it, like a Shaq. But you can't have a center like that when your point guard has to be in that key as well. You take Ben Simmons out of a key, he's no good. Well, Zach Levine. Would... Get Zach Levine there. Then you got three people diving into the paint. And Levine can shoot. He can. Well, yes. The man can shoot and the man can score. The issue is, is that Simmons isn't a scorer. And neither is, you know, these, these Horf, like Harris is, Harris is a scorer. But the thing is, I still think they need that other secondary wing scorer for when Harris plays, you know. But I, I say bench. Nick says, get a score in Levine. Luke says, fuck it, blow it up. But I feel like blowing it up is to get a scorer in like Levine or like a better one. I think, I think keep Simmons and Embiid and blow up the rest. I don't think, I think it's the Simmons and Embiid that's not working. All right, lots to take out of this series, especially. Oh, we haven't even really mentioned much about Celtics, but like, oh, yeah, just, don't need to. Just JT's dominating, Jalen Brown killing it. Cool, well, Marcus Kemba Walker getting more minutes now, so that's good. Through the bubble, to, he was two on his minutes to a T. They had like a whole month planned. Was for that him to Kemba's follow. Kemba's first two wins in the playoffs as well? He's only been in the playoffs two I, times. I think before. so. I think, I think both so. times he's played in the playoffs, he's had to take on, uh, I think it was once against the Heat and once against, but basically LeBron. There's a little yeah. bit of an unfair start. So, um, so good for Kemba. He's, he's getting his high minutes now because obviously he had that knee problem. So he was on very, not restricted, but to the dot minutes. Like he was not playing any more than like, if it said 15, he was on 15, not 16, not 15 and a half. Doing the 15. Zion thing. Doing the Zion yeah. treatment. You're only playing fifteen. Yeah, but now he's been let off that, I'm pretty sure. So now he's getting more minutes and saw it in the second quarter. He helped bring the game back. He dropped, I think, eleven in the quarter. Very, very good. So yeah. Obviously we're winning, so that's all you can really talk about. There's not really any negatives to talk about or stop positives. In that case, let's move on to probably what I would call the only interesting first-round matchup in, in the East, which is uh, the four versus five, and that is Indy versus Miami. Ooh, yes. Yeah. It's the beef. It's really just, that's it. It's just the beef. The but beef, that's the thing. Fair. You got I think... Jimmy Buckets rocking up as playoff mode. He's a what? I think I already was like a, in the 20% shooting from three. And he knocks down two clutch threes down the stretch. So before we keep going into this series, let's just say tell her this is like so. You two were Heat. You two are Miami winning this series. Yeah. I'm Indiana, so I was Indiana for some reason. So talk about let's talk about Miami. You just said you mentioned uh, playoff Jimmy buckets. Like he's very hard to go yeah. against. Talk more about yeah. that. So, so it's I, I think it's it's Jimmy Butler's mentality. Obviously, um, he just. He's hell-bent, as every NBA player should be, but hell-bent on getting that championship. And um, it showed in his game two days ago. Um, that yeah, he was just going to do anything. And he knocked down two 
big threes after like throughout the year he was as I said not a very big uh, high percentage three point shot so you wouldn't back him in to make those and it just after that it just seems like he will do anything to get heat across the line and that's scary because he's a great player and then you got Bam as well who doesn't get as much credit as what he should um, finally starting to with his most improved but that's all like he has been. He's incredible. He's just a star. Let me just say that. Um, what about you, Nick? You can share your thoughts. All right. So I more think it's it's not Miami, you know, being the team they are that, that's going to win them through. Like, obviously, Jimmy is, is arguably the most competitive player in the NBA. Like, I'd argue him and Lillard would be the top two that would push their push comes to shove. Um, but, you know, the, the other thing that's been really underscored is the fact that, in my opinion, Indiana's without their best player. You know, so... Sabonis. And, yeah, Sabonis. You think Sabonis my, is their best? Yeah, I reckon he's this their year, best This year, yes. This year, absolutely. Fair point. Fair point, actually, yeah. No, yeah. I think that's really, really missing. The other thing that, that gave me the edge to Miami is, is they're about... I would, I would go as far as to say they're the most evenly distribute a team from say one through 10 all the way down. Like there's no let up, there's no get up, there's no player mm. that you just say, oh, they're, sh- they're just trash. Whereas, whereas you'd be struggling to find that in any other team. It's a fair point. Very, very true. You were leading out. What's that? The one issue I have with the Heat is that, okay, you take a team, like when you're looking at title contenders, you take the Milwaukee, they've got a Giannis, you take... You know, Toronto, I would even argue, Siakam, maybe not. But you, even if you take, like, a Boston, you've got a Tatum, you've got LeBron at the Lakers. These, all these teams have this elite star. I just don't rate Jimmy in that category. That's what I think Miami's problem He's is. He's going to hear this. He's going to somehow find, find this little podcast from Australia. He's going to hear your words. He's going to spit at your face, tweet it crazy, crazy, and he's going to go out there and have a 78-point game. He's going to, he's going to look at the camera Michael and say, Jordan. fuck you, Nick. <laughs> he's gonna he's he's gonna take it like Michael Jordan, and I took it personally. Different thing, yeah, yeah. Michael Jordan was Michael Jordan's more smug about it. He was like, yeah, I took it personally, so I went it's out like, there and kicked their ass. Where Jimmy Butler is like, so I took that personally, and I wanted to murder you. him. I wanted to rip his tongue out of his fucking throat. So that is what Jimmy Butler would do. And he would look at the screen and said, and he would somehow make it that Miami no longer have any games in Australia or something like that. Especially <laughs> thanks to Nick. That's Jimmy Butler. That'd be good. Why do you think pace is there, Jake? Let's get, let's move to your pace. Well, I'll I'll be honest. I forgot that Jimmy <laughs> Butler was a beast in the playoffs. And <laughs> it, was a, it was a little bit of a uh, bias as well to him, just how he left Minnesota. I'm still bitter because I have to be bitter. Uh, I just, but I will say that Indiana are underperforming. They're can not I just playing also to their say, capabilities. Yes, what? Wrote them off a little. Yes. Uh, 4-2. That's not writing them off a little. <laughs> do, you, uh, do, you regret, do you regret backing Indiana? Me? I am, even though it's only been one game, and I did jump on that TJ Warren hype a little bit. But I had a look at their lineup. They've got the Oladipo. They've got the Brogdon. They've got the Miles Turner. And they've got the Warren. I was like, this is, that's too good of a starting lineup. 
But yeah, as you said, Miami have a great counterpoint for all those players. And I kind of mm-hmm. forgot about all that. And I was looking at everything, like all the predictions were Miami this, Miami that, like Miami's easily going to get through. And I kind of just went, you guys are really underestimating Indiana here. But like Indiana have done what they always do to me. They play great in the regular season, but when push comes to shove at the playoffs, they throw it all away. We all think it's going to be a 4-2 series. Just Nick and I think it's going to be Heat's way. You think it's Pacers? Yes. Oladipo also possibly out with an eye injury. Yeah. Yeah, I I might have made a little mistake there. Yeah. Yeah, but you put them through and then to get embarrassed by the Bucs. (laughs) Well, yeah. It was the Bucs. (laughs) Look, I'm sorry. I think they would use, I thought like they would use all that energy just getting past the heat <laughs> and then get annihilated by the box. We just can't Mother do it anymore, it. coach. Just God damn it, coach. Oh. <laughs> but, yes, but that being said, TJ Warren and Timmy Butler, oh, Butler are making this the most exciting series in the East. All right, just that's enough East. about the boring East. Let's move to the exciting West. Yeah, the West is fun. All the series are great. <coughs> Which is not a really surprise, just the calibre in the Western Conference anyway. And the star mm-hmm. players in the West is just too great. And that's why I'm really advocating to Minnesota to go to the East. <laughs> so let's go. Which one out of these four, if you would have to choose, you would pass on? Oh, none of them. Yeah, that's really hard. To I would have said Denver, Utah after I saw game one. but then I That's the one two. that you're absolutely correct about. Denver, no, Utah. Like, see, I don't care you, how close it is. I, I, no, we'll I'll start, never start pass with, on that. Let's start on Denver, Utah. We have oh, to. okay. I disagree it's, that it's one of the lowest ones. For me, it is. <laughs> I love Denver and Utah, the single handedly responsible for shutting down the league. But thanks, Utah. <laughs> but that being said, I just I haven't had any desire or urge to even check in the stats or the urge to Why? play. I don't know. It's but you look at it, you got, you got a base defensive. Uh, center going up against a really great offensive center they're and defensive end. Yeah, they're polar you're, opposites you're these two teams. And then Spider Mitchell, who's a beast, and then Australian Joe Ingles. That should be enough. For I you. know, I know, <laughs> I understand. This. I'm just, I see it. I'm like, but you've got the Houston and OKC. You've got yeah, the, I was going Portland. You got the play. Lakers. You got the Dallas. And I'm really just like waiting for whoever wins this to take on either the Clippers or Mavericks. Because I think that was when I'll be like, holy shit, this matters. I think it's more a reflection on the other series being so great that that this series just gets kind of overshadowed. And, and, you know, it's like the kid that gets neglected. It just doesn't want any attention. (laughs) You you say after game one, you go after game one, I think OKC Rockets is down the bottom. Because that was a whitewash. And if if that series is going to be anything like that, that's going to be boring. I think there's too many stories in that to not be. Yeah, because Westbrook's not in. Westbrook's not, not playing. He's still there. He's the there, but he's not playing Chris in the Paul game. And you got James Harden. And you just got. You cannot write off. You cannot. You cannot write off a player like Chris Paul. I'm not writing off Chris Paul. After that game, I'm writing off OKC. But we're still talking about Utah and. Uh, and Denver. I just think with Utah, how it's you got Donovan Mitchell in that game dropped. 57, which is the third most points in a playoff game ever, but still not getting up because Jamal Murray was beasting and feasting. And then you got Michael Porter Jr. in his rookie season. Absolute was lighting up in the bubble coming into his playoff. Bol Bol, my man, love him. <laughs> I just love Bol Bol, so he's there. I just think there's just too much talent in those two teams to go past it. 
it's just way too much time with Murray, Bordard, Jokic, Bowl, um, Gobert, Mitchell, Conley. And then again, their bench goes deep as well. Utah. For me, it's just lack, it's lacking that story that the other three yeah. series do. That's just, I think that's just the main thing there. I don't think it's like, well, look, you want a story. I'll just look at the caliber of players going up against each other. And if you want I understand a story, it's basically two teams, two great teams that have been there for so long, but haven't been able to get past the Golden States the past couple of years and all the top teams. And now those two are battling it out. Yeah, exactly. And then they're going to be taking and I love on that. a I dominant that. team either next round, if it's the Clippers, or the, the one after when they take on a real team. And that's when I think I'll be like, yeah, this is the... Un- they're two underdogs taking on each other, really. And that's what two underdog it. stories. And you don't need that. You need two... But, you uh, need an underdog how, and a champion. How are Denver an underdog when they finish third? You want to know the other thing? I don't think either of them are viewed as, as potential finals finals teams, right? Like, and every other team has, has that thing that makes them potentially a finals contender. Look, I said at the start of the year, like pre-game one. I thought Rockets would go all the way. But now, look at it. I, the way Denver have played, I think they're a better chance of making it to the Western Conference than Rockets are. I agree with that. Yeah, I don't know. I... Look, I, they obviously, they'll have to get past the Clippers if they get up. I know Mavs equaled it. We'll talk about that later. But either way, their second round is going to be hard um, if for either Denver or Utah. But I think Denver have the better chance. They're, they're third, so I don't know why they're getting ridden as an underdog. Because you said it. They, for the past few years, they've always had to take on a dominant, dominant team. And yeah, last year they came second. And they'll still regard as an underdog throughout the whole series. Their first matchup was against the Spurs last year. And they were still the underdog. And I think that's still the case. They haven't really... And during the regular season, when they play the dominant teams, like the Lakers, the Clippers... Uh, the who who else am I can throw in here? The Houston's, the Milwaukee's, the Boston's. Like they just got, they didn't really prove enough throughout the season. Everyone's like, oh yeah, wait, this Nuggets team is something to behold here. Yeah, and if they lost one more game, if there was two or three more games, we could be talking about a completely different series here. We could be saying, yeah, Houston's third, Nuggets can't finish fifth, Dallas were fourth, or we could because that's how close it was. Yeah, they yeah, finished it was third, close. just. But they're still third. But I still look at it at the start of the year when you say they were still losing. They still weren't having Michael Porter Jr. He was still coming back from an injury. Yeah, a rookie. A rookie, but have you seen his numbers? Yes. He's, look, he's, every, everyone's right, everyone was waiting and ready for this guy. Everyone's been waiting for him. He was obviously... We I'm excited his for season. him. Yeah, I'm looking we say his rookie it. season. For those who don't know, he got drafted two years ago, but was out the whole year. He's meant to be rookie season with a back injury. Now he's finally in, and this is official rookie season, much like Ben Simmons did. I'm, with, the, I'm just with Nick injury. here. I'm much more looking forward to this next oh, next series. Yeah, everyone <laughs> can look forward to what they want, but I'd still rate this. All right, well, all right, we'll move on to the one that you don't rate. We'll re- move to Houston and OKC. Okay, so how about that? Yeah, and that's that's purely obviously. I'll, I thought this was going to be great, and then as soon as I heard Westbrook was out, I thought, well. Um, I put OKC to win, but then Westbrook got out. Um, you did the same, Nick, didn't you? You, you and put I thought yeah. it was OKC. Just... We all put Denver, did we not? Yes. Um, yeah, we all put Denver. Yes, we yes, we did. Put, yes, we did. And you, you two put OKC. I put Houston. Yeah, and I look, and I just thought mainly because I didn't know how long Westbrook was going to be out for. Still, don't. 
And I thought that was just going to be a big loss for him. And it turns out it definitely was not. Um, yeah, yeah, James Hart. I watched that game. <laughs> By God, James Hart. <laughs> it's not fair. Like, you know, so, like, they're breaking it down. Like, how can OKC defend? And Kenny Smith put it brilliantly. Like, when Jay, whenever Jim, James Harden has the ball, every player's eyes should be on James Harden. You should be watching the man that you're guarding because he's not going to get the ball. It's Unless it's, uh, well, it used to be Clint Capella, but they don't do that like little alley-oop anymore. It's just Jimmy Butler. He's just playing ISO ball. So if you're not watching him as he either drives the layup or if he's going to do a step back, You've already lost. That's, <laughs> that's just Houston. So, yeah. I, God, he's good. That's, <laughs> so, that's it. That's all I can think about. After that first game, it's just going to be watching the Harden show. Oh, I still think, I, no, I still think it's OKC. Like, even you, you can... Well, I know it's one game. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it, it is a game. And I think Houston's style of play is not a one that would transfer to success. You cannot have a center that is six foot seven. Small balls. Yeah. <laughs> they keep winning. We, we've never seen this before. Except for like, what, the 1950s when no one was taller like, than six foot five. Like you go, Heat invented small ball, but this is taking small ball to another level. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Houston were like, hold my beer. <laughs> yeah. It was like, they, they looked back at the tapes like, now Miami were good when they went small in opposition. We're going to take that and Double. do it or minus. better. <laughs> yeah, do you say double? No, I'll say half it. Half Go small. Because when they went small ball, like it was still LeBron, who's 6'8. And I think they and had Chris Battier and Bosch, who's like still like 6'11. He was, yeah. And that was their small ball. That was the start of small ball. And it was the days of the Golden State Warriors as well with their small yeah, ball. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So but small that, ball that, wins. They small still had Durant win. as well when they were going small, and he's 6'11. <laughs> I still don't think this small ball wins, honestly. Well, they, the other thing, they're, they're not that great a team defensively. Um, their small ball players are, I would say, at best overrated defensively. You look at players like Westbrook and Harden. Oh, I, I don't know about very, that, Nick. Keep going, but I don't know. I think you may be digging yourself into a hole here. Struck a chord. I think the other thing is they're very, they're very reliant on three-point shooting. And there were teams in the past that did it like the Golden State Warriors. But the Golden State Warriors are, are a different animal when it comes to three-point shooting. Like They've got the two... Well, actually, we'll get to whether they are the greatest shooters of all time a little bit later. But as a pair, the two greatest shooters, as a, you know, being the Splash Brothers of all time. And, you know, Harden's a great three-point shooter. But we've, we've seen Westbrook. He's not... You know, he's not known for his three-point shooting, and, yeah, and the team around him as well. I don't. If if Westbrook got back, I think it's again after watching that game. Obviously, I had a different view into it. If Westbrook got back this series, I think it's just going to be even harder for Thunder to get a get a uh, game back and try and call this one back because Chris Paul is not, I don't think, athletic enough to match it with Westbrook. Chris Paul was pissing me off. He kept looking for a foul every two plays or two possessions. Every single time he got, and he even got a tech for it. Like the refs weren't calling it, but he kept playing for it. And that's what he's known sort of for that. He's always, he plays for fouls and he plays his own game. It just really upset me during that game. You don't want to see this. Okay. Cinderella story. Okay. I, I like what I did there. Okay. Cinderella. Uh, it, it looked amazing. And, it, and they've got a tough draw in Houston. It just, and I wish this series was playing in a... Rec- I wish this series is not going to happen again, I don't think. 
in the next, no. in the distant future when it all comes back to, and, and home court comes back. So it's a bit premature, this series. Like, I'm, like, and all these stories coming together, like if there was Houston playing in Houston, playing in OKC, the crowds would be crazy. And we're not going to get that this year, which is a shame, but I'll, I'll digress. Just, yeah, if, we, we want this OKC team to get up in some, in some regards. Yeah, obviously, we all wrote them off with their trading and stuff, and we all thought they were rebuild mode. And to get to this spot, fucking props to you. But they got to show, to go out with a bit of respect instead of the way you just... And yeah, it is one game. I think they'll, they'll bounce back as well. But Nick, you're saying Houston, not a defensive team. I will say this. I think Houston are one of the most underrated defensive teams in the entire comp because they've just surrounded their... Pl- yes, they're not overly tall, but they're wingspan and they're all crafty, great perimeter defenders. Phenomenal defenders. And it's tough. And yeah, once you get past them, then yeah, great. All well, all great too. You've got an open lane. But when, and Houston, no, three, three. Okay, how, how can I put this delicately? Houston are smart because they know three points equals more than two points. <laughs> Right. And they, av- and they average 45 three-pointers a game, yes. which is more than they anybody pass. else in the league. They all pass grade three. They did. <laughs> so they know they don't want to get that returned on them. It, it also helped okay. that they always faced Golden State all the time, who were also dominant in three. So go. This leads me to an interesting thing about why I think OKC could bounce back. Everyone's talking about Russell Westbrook out being a positive, but it could also be seen as a negative. Oh, sorry, other way around. Russell Westbrook's return mm. could be seen as a negative, not a positive. And why I say this is because he, as a play style, does not mesh this whole three and three and ball movement and all this sort of stuff. At the end of the day, he's an athletic driving style guard. The other thing is, is that, you know, you bring back that one-two, like one-two punch in, in not a good way because they're both so ball dominant. You know, being Westbrook. No, 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 no. no I'm going to help you out, Nick. Don't write yourself into a hole here. No, because this, this, that, that worked. Okay, I'll, I'm helping you out. Honestly, that worked because the ball would go, stick with Russell Westbrook, and the play, and the defender would be like, "Oh crap, he's going to drive in." So they would hang back, and all they needed to do was a quick switch, and James Harden is completely open for the three, and, and, right, it was, right, right. and vice versa when that happened as well. And James well, we'll Harden, the defender, and defender, and OKC's defender would go, and yeah, I just, I, there's a space. I'm, I'm trying to help you here. I get what you're saying, and plus. With being good perimeter defenders and being able to read the play, yes, they'd get torched on the inside, but if you're good enough, you don't let the ball get on the inside. No offense to Stephen Adams as well. We all, I love Stephen Adams. Yeah, he's, not, he's not getting you across, Houston. No. I love well, him. I've no. played Portland, and each time they played Portland, we won because the center dominated. So that's just my belief. Nurkic is up here, and Stephen Adams, again, love him. <laughs> Stand here. <laughs> He doesn't Steve, drive sorry, offensively. Steve. Sorry, <laughs> he doesn't give a shit. He's eating. He's eating his steak. He doesn't care. Yeah, he loves it. Um, <laughs> he's just happy to be there. Yeah, you get good perimeter D, and you try and force a turnover or a bad pass to be picked off before they can get it into the post. I, I, I'll go back to the Celtics. That's what basically we've been trying to do to stop Embiid. It's been working. I reckon if we weren't doing this, he'd be getting in the forty points. But we, we're obviously a lot better at defending the perimeter than defending him down low. So he put pressure on the ball to try and force a bad pass in there. Or if it gets there, when he doubles up, right before he's moved, we double-team him. And if, as you said, Celtics, who are a decent defending team, and as Jake said, with Houston being a great perimeter defensive team, 
and being small and quick, they could easily do that with a bigger, slower center. Double him when he's on the post or get steal the ball before it gets there. <laughs> yeah, which is what they do. <laughs> so I will It'll say, I will ask you, Luke, because you, you started this whole thing saying this is not interesting series. Do you think OKC come back here at all? Or are you writing them off already? One game. But are you, are you it's one all... game. Look, I, for their season, they have to get one back. To be just, just one, and then it will be a bit more interesting. Or look, be uh, get one back and make it comp- at least look competitive. That was just embarrassing, and to, if they finish with a sweep looking like that, it's just going to be a disappointing end to what could have been a like a highlight season. To be honest, even if even without winning the chip, it's still going to be a highlight season for them. So much negative for them not to make the eight to be where they are. They just if they go out, they just need it to be respectful. Okay, Cinderella story. We want to see it. Yeah, would love to, but the way they played, it's and they can make out with their stepdaughters or stepsisters or whatever. I I didn't really watch Cinderella. Let's move on to the next series. Probably best after that. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Which one will we talk? uh, I'll call it Dallas first, Los Angeles Clippers. I'll call it big. Watching today's game outline just how dominant Luca is. Being the first, uh, he broke Kareem's record for the most points in the first uh, two playoff games he's ever played, being 70. And he also, I believe, broke the playoff record for the most points in your first ever playoff game with 42. Not, yeah, not bad. <laughs> he goes all right, I suppose. Yeah. yeah, he had the most points on debut, in a, in a playoff debut, sorry, not debut. Yeah. I want to Which talk about that. Very interesting from game one of this series. Would Dallas be up 2-0 if uh, the most bullshit ejection I've ever seen happen did not occur? Yes, 100%. They they had momentum. They were looking good. And then to get your second best player thrown out of the game for nothing. Um, But yeah. And then they just lost it from... That was literally where they lost it. It was a close game. I'd say... Can't even say it. Mavericks had momentum and I reckon they were going to push a lead out and then that absolute bullshit happened. There was not even a push or a shove or fist thrown, nothing to get thrown out. It was purely he got thrown out because he already had a tech, which again was bullshit. (laughs) So that that tech came from him getting all ball on a block and it being called a foul and him reacting to a bullshit call. So a bullshit Uh, foul got called, then a bullshit tech on him and then a bullshit ejection. I hate it when refs uh, do what they did there. They've done it for ages during this basketball, especially since they just keep getting taller, stronger, and more athletic. These small little refs are running around and they're just trying to control these men who are getting more and more heated because it's a non-contact sport, in air quotes, mm. and they're getting more and more aggressive at each other. So they're just trying to get on top of everything and being as harsh as possible, going, nut, nah, you can't talk like that. Nut, nah, you can't celebrate like that. It's, it's horrible to see, but all they're trying to do is just control these people. Because they know yeah. they can ha- easily have a riot in their hands and they're going to be the first ones to get belted. Like it's and scary. I hate how it translates as well to these lower leagues, like our divisions when we play it. Like they're just like, yeah. they just they blow the whistle because they're, they just want to assert who's boss really. But they're not. Yeah, it's, it's just supposed to be there to mandate the game. That's all they're supposed to be about, Like I wouldn't be surprised if I see a tech called someday soon of someone getting a dunk and then screaming in the face of the player they dunked on. I think it's been done several times already. Yeah, it's probably been done. Back. And it's, it's absolutely boulder dash. I think more bullshit would be if someone takes a three, like shoots a three, 
I think this has already happened as well. Shoots a three from the corner, makes it, and stares and at the bench. turns to the bench. It turns to the bench and stares at the Yeah. Bench. I think like that's, that's already been called as well. Like early days, that's why me and probably a lot of other people fell in love with the basketball because oh, yeah. the taunting the and stuff. And that's, what, yeah. and that's what I think America's sports have over our Australian sports. 100%. Like, like, percent. I know I'm going a bit off topic, but like our AFL press conferences are always respectable. Going, oh, every game matters. They're a great outfit. One day, I just love to see an AFL coach come out and say, "We're going to win by 100 points." They're shit. <laughs> Alistair <laughs> Clarkson is the last. Alistair Clarkson is the only one. This is footy talking, Ken. He's the only chance that we've got really because he's a, he's like the Greg Popovich. He's the old man in the entire yeah. thing. Who's so that, that's all off before. topic. That's a bit <laughs> off topic, but yeah, sorry, yeah, I'll yeah. just um. As you said, so back on topic. <laughs> so, okay. It's as a bullshit tech. They would have won. They would be two nothing up, but unfortunately, that didn't go as you saw today. They had Pizingas, and now it's one one. So, oh, it's gonna be it's gonna be a great series. It's I'm really looking forward to it. And it's we great all, to see Dodgers in the playoffs, man. Going to seven as well, didn't we? We all had this guy. Um, yeah, I'll have a quick look for three. Oh, no. This is me. Oh. I said Clippers 4 2. Ooh. You be different. Yeah, I'd be different. You're strange. strange um, little but, um, yeah, so. We'll see how we go. Still can be done. Still can be done. Just having a look. Boys, want, uh, it's it's not wrong here. yet. Not wrong I yet. I want an opinion on something, boys. Do you guys think that Paul George is, is a problem? To clubs, especially no, if the Clippers were to lose their series. Calm down with this. I, he's just he's off to a, a rough. He's off to a rough start. Okay. Yeah, Why Leonard's it, it, been there before? He knows how to win a playoff, uh, win a championship. So he knows what to do here. It's yeah, the be, it's George, his sidekick, so to speak. He has to kind of adjust here. He has to yeah. figure out what he's PG doing, and, he, and half the time he's taking on either Luka Doncic or Pazingas because he's the best defender on that team. Yeah. Oh, uh, hang on. <laughs> With Kawhi Leonard, that, that could really be a flip of a coin there. That's who he's yeah. guarding at both times. Yeah. He's not guarding anybody else. Yes, yeah, so it's, it's stiff, real stiff. But um, uh, we have seen very recently Paul George hasn't been a clutch defender. But, again... <laughs> What with record the bad shot? With the bad shot. <laughs> no, and then against Shit Deep defense. Book, against Devin Booker, all against right, Jason right. Tatum. I he's just unlucky that like, he's always been there. <laughs> I saw a thing today. Well, as you said, he's always going to be there because he is one of the better defenders on that team. So we talk about the ones that he that have been made over him. Let's. I'd love to see a comparison on the ones that have been made on him and the ones that have been like his locked up and they've missed yes so it'd be an interesting comparison but um obviously clippers are a championship built team um which is why i had them winning the whole thing i'll show him in there i i saw this team from the start it's been built for playoff success with bringing in the paul george and Kawhi Leonard and just building that that dominant bench with that mix i just this it's not um, off to a great start yeah, I, I still yeah. think it's just building momentum, which is what Clint um, and Kawhi Leonard do. Like he, Kawhi Leonard only just got into the NBA Finals with Toronto, with that yeah. Philly, like that lucky shot that he had with that, which was still incredible. And I wish we see something like that in this playoffs. No, oh, and so 
getting past Milwaukee as well was a challenge. And even Orlando, when they first stumbled, it, it, it took a, a bit of time to get Kawhi Leonard and the Toronto Raptors going. And I can see that exactly happening here with the Clippers. I, I see what you're saying, but I also think... I know I said they're championship-built team because obviously that's what they came in with the intention for, but how many of those players have actually won a ring? One. It's a good one, and he's won two. The other thing... <laughs> but I'm, not, I'm saying, like, has a ring to boast about. It's one player has rings. Doc Rivers has won uh, one, has he not? Yes, he has. Player. Yeah. Player. Oh, yeah, but player. Coaches there too. And how long has Doc Rivers been there and still not won a ring with Clippers? <laughs> yeah, some time. Exactly. So we say it's a championship built team, but it's not like they have multiple players on that team that have been there, done that. Yes, absolutely. Great. They have multiple players on that team that have been there and kind of done that. (laughs) (laughs) Just like they've rocked up and thought, hey, and they've had many times had another a caliber team where they should go all the way. You think back in Love City where they had Prime DeAndre Jordan, Blake Griffin, CP3. As that built team, Austin Rivers off Matt the Barnes. bench and stuff. Matt Barnes, crazy. JJ Redick. JJ <laughs> didn't get there. Didn't get there. Crawford so, as well, yeah. <laughs> God. Yeah, and, and they didn't get there with it. And that was with Coach Doc Rivers. So now they've yeah, built yeah, the yeah. team again where they have a much, like a lot of players. Lou Williams still there, obviously, been in the playoffs a lot, never been to the finals. You only have one player that has been to that finals. Yeah, I'll you create you that. Paul George, yes, but he's come from the Pacers, where he always, again, probably comes up against LeBron. <laughs> <laughs> Stiff. Uh, boys, so boys, boys. You ready, you ready for your first bold prediction just... of the playoffs? Okay. All right. I'm going to say this now. Watching Luka Doncic makes me think that they'll make the Western Conference Finals. Yeah, I just love good. watching this second-year <laughs> player come out and seeing what he can do in... Because it's always the big ticket to give him from like, obviously, yes, he's a star, but it's always the way to get certified is how do you perform in playoffs? And we all talk about how great he was in his first year and how great he's been this year. But all of it probably would have been like down the shitter if he came out in playoffs and didn't perform. So now he's making his stand and saying, no, I am a great player in playoffs as well. He's so just going out there record. doing what he'd normally do. He's just like, I'm out here. I just like Yeah, no, but you look at so many players and you saw it with Giannis last year. Everyone thought he's going to go into playoffs and just do what he's been doing the whole year. That didn't happen. And that's why people are a bit iffy on Giannis and the Bucks in the playoffs. But to see this second year player who has so many tickets from the media, not tickets on himself, but media and fans saying he's a great player. He's the best second year player. He's going to be the best in the game in like five years. And to be able to come out and, as you said, drop the most points by a playoff debutant and actually perform and give himself that, no, I am what people say I am. It's just I, great to see. I reckon with your call, Nick, because that's a great, question, a great call, because they've got the easier run. I say easier. They're taking on the Clippers here. Yeah. It's they're good taking one. on to the NBA uh, Western Conference Finals. I reckon if they, take on, if they do indeed beat the Clippers, yeah, they have the momentum because Clippers are a favourite to win the whole thing. If they take on Utah, yes, they'll keep going. If they take on Denver, mm-hmm. I think that will be it. I think that, that might stop Denver. them. I think Denver have more of a chance to take out than even Clippers, to be honest. Yeah. And I've only watched two games. Of, well, I haven't even watched it. I've just been... Like, it's 1-1 as well. It's serious time, but we're all talking, yeah, Dallas are going through. It's 
Is, no, I'm still they thinking Clippers are going through. I still think Clippers I still think Clippers will go through. I stand by it. Stand by what, Nick? You keep cutting it out, son. That the Mavericks are going to win. There you go. I'm sticking in with seven? Clippers. Yeah, still in seven. Still in seven. I think Clippers I still, seven. I think Clippers in six. We're all on the ball here. We're all sticking with our predictions, really. <laughs> yeah, well, well, I'll look at it. Because as you said, you got Kawhi Leonard in there. And he's, he's not going to let an early exit happen. Oh, hell no. He's not, go- <laughs> he's not going to leave what he won at Toronto and allow an early exit. There he'll no go over, he'll go over to Paul George and shoot for him. As in he'll gra- <laughs> like, you know when you go to a pool, pool table? Not when you yeah. go to, But like, you see the, the couples at the pool table showing them how to hit the pool cue. He'll do that for Paul George and regaining his shot in the three-point. Yeah. So, I... And then, again, like, I look at it and as I also said, the championship... Te- you say championship team and I said those arguments where they've never made it to the finals except for Leonard. But they're, I look at Mavericks. Their Mavericks is, like, the total opposite. Their two stars, Doncic, hasn't been, yes, second year. And Pazingas, who was with the Knicks. So that's yeah, I think the most set, veteran um, player that they've got is Seth Curry because he was with yeah, Portland and, last year. Yeah. yeah, and he, I thought, which oh, he I played great. highlights he of that again. Too. I was watching highlights of Seth and Steph going out at that series. That was great. It was great. <laughs> that was a good um, story. That was a great story. But so down the stretch, I think Clippers will obviously out well. Ow. <laughs> <laughs> Clippers just going to outwear him. <laughs> and now... Right, g'day, Tigers. Uh, thank you for making it this far, and I do apologise for the interruption. For whatever reason, our methods of recording has ceased at this moment. So sorry about, uh, well, just what we're rambling on about, and I'm sure you wanted to hear the rest of the content here. There was quite a bit to go. <laughs> Unfortunately, it just cut off. So uh, thank you for reaching here. We, we owe you. We owe you. Want to make that clear? Uh, feel free to send us our IOUs, and we'll do anything you want in it. Um, that can only be fair, all right? So thanks, guys, and tune in next week or whenever we can get this fixed. I suppose.